0: The following is the sermon from February 7th, 2021 from Cornerstone United Methodist Church in Naples, Florida. Preaching is Reverend Roy Terry IV and the sermon is entitled Competition or Complementary." For more information on Cornerstone United Methodist Church, visit cornerstonenaples.org. we get started, um, and Danny did an excellent job reading the text, but I want to invite you to actually hear the Old Testament lesson one more time. Isaiah chapter 40, which by the way is one of the most popular texts to be read at the celebration of death and resurrection. In other words, a funeral service. Um, and it's used intentionally for that service to remind us that our hope does not end in death, amen, but that we are alive in Christ and God's future for us and the power of resurrection. Praise be to God for that hope, amen. Um, and yet, I don't think necessarily Isaiah was writing this for, for a memorial service or a funeral, but to remind the children of Israel that in really difficult and challenging times, times where it doesn't seem like there might be any light at the end of the tunnel, uh, for them, intentionally, a period of exile in which they were removed from the land, taken from the place that they were promised by God, and into a foreign country, a place where they were divided and separated, which created the diaspora of the Jewish, the children of Israel all over the world. Um, and so they understood deeply what it meant to be a part of a community that was once together. And then found itself no longer together. And so Isaiah is offering this word of hope. And I want you to hear uh, what is being said in the text one more time. And then we're just going to spend a moment to let you share what kind of stuck out to you. And I want to remind everybody at home and also those of you gathered after the sermon today, we're going to pause for a moment of reflection. Just to answer any questions that you might have that have arisen from the text or from what the sermon was about today. Y'all cool with that? Really tough with masks, can't see your faces. You're probably all smiling, or you're probably smiling, right, right now? Good, good. All right, so here's Isaiah 40 one more time. Don't you know, haven't you heard? Wasn't it announced to you from the beginning? Haven't you understood since the earth was founded? God inhabits the earth's horizon. Its inhabitants are like locusts. "'stretches out the skies like a curtain "'and spreads it out like a tent for dwelling. "'God makes dignitaries useless "'and the earth judges into nothing. "'Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. "'Scarcely is their shoot rooted in the earth "'when God breathes on them and they dry up "'and the windstorm carries them off like straw. "'So to whom will you compare me? "'And who is my equal?' says the Holy One. Look up at the sky and consider who created these, the one who brings out their attendants one by one, summoning each of them by name because of God's great strength and mighty power. Not one is missing. Why do you say Jacob and declare, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My God ignores my predicament. "'Don't you know? Haven't you heard? "'The Lord is an everlasting God, "'the creator of the ends of the earth. "'He doesn't grow tired or weary. He understand "'His understanding is beyond human reach. "'Giving power to the tired and reviving the exhausted, Youth will become tired and weary. "'Young men will certainly stumble, "'but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. "'They will fly up on wings like eagles. "'They will run and not be tired.' They will walk and not be weary. Again, this is the Word of God. For the people of God, thanks be to God. Amen. So, what did you hear? What jumped out at you today? And uh, make sure you speak loudly so I can hear you through the But And I'm going to repeat it so those who are at home watching can hear what you had to share. What did you hear? Powerful. Powerful or nothing. All right. That's right. Power of God. Anybody else? Yeah, we're running the wrong way, way. (laughs) good, yeah, yeah, we're running the wrong way, God's mighty power in light of our own insignificance, yeah, anybody else? No? Rest for the weary. Rest for the weary. Anybody want some rest for the weary? <laughs> yeah. I have to I, I'm not necessarily an introvert. I, I can be, I'm kind of one of those guys that's on the fence. Uh, when I'm with a group of people, I'm an extrovert. When I'm alone, I'm kind of introverted. But my introverted friends are loving the pandemic. They're like, oh, I hate to see this end. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to be around people. I can stay home. I can work with you. It's like a, so it's kind of like this contrast between rest. Who's getting rest right now? Well, my introverted friends are getting plenty of rest. They're, they're all on fire. But us extroverts, man, we got to be with people, right? Um, so it's kind of interesting, rest for the weary. What else? Anybody else? I, you know what stuck out to me in that text this week is locusts locusts. In other translations, it's actually grasshoppers, um, which is interesting because there are hundreds of different species of grasshoppers in the world. I am actually in the room with a gentleman who spent his whole life making sure that grasshoppers do not destroy <laughs> tomato plants. <laughs> so that's been Wes's work. He knows what insects can do to a crop. And, and throughout the ages, locusts have been that kind of negative image uh, uh, throughout biblical times. As a matter of fact, we would categorize them as locusts of biblical proportions, you know, Uh, If you know anything about a locust, a herd of locusts, a swarm of locusts, is that they can be 100 square miles in width, and over a billion to five billion bugs flying and invading an area. Uh, Locusts are one of the hundreds of species of grasshoppers, and there are several of them. But what I found interesting in looking into locusts this week, because that little word stuck out to me in the text, is that locusts do not swarm unless their environment changes. In other words, as long as their environment is stable, they participate like any other insect. As a matter of fact, they're, they're kind of loners. Um, any of you get the big grasshoppers in your backyard when we have grasshopper season here in Naples, those giant grasshoppers? Uh, have you ever gone out and just looked at them? You, you like looking at them? I do too. They're amazing creatures, right? And while we might look at that text and we read it and we think about God's power and then God's referencing human beings as being like locusts, we might think that God is looking at us like we're worthy of being squished like a bug, right? But I think there's more to it because I think what God is acknowledging is that a grasshopper is a rather beautiful creature. But a locust, well... That's when grasshoppers get ugly. And human beings are kind of like that, aren't they? You see, what happens with a grasshopper that actually becomes, and they've always been locusts, but they they change their definition and their category because they become destructive, right? So in an environment when it changes, and all of a sudden everything around them Create some kind of chaos. One of the things that happens is because of a lot of rain, especially in the northern Horn of Africa, it floods the region. And guess what? Those grasshoppers really like that. And they start breeding more than they ever breed. And all of a sudden there's too many grasshoppers and they're eating everything up that it creates a crisis within their community. That all of a sudden they have to become locusts. And they fly and they transform. They actually change the color of their skin. They move from a green to a yellow. And the exoskeleton around them begins to harden. And a few of them say, hey, guess what? We don't have enough food here. Let's take off. And so all of a sudden these insects that are relatively loners all of a sudden become a community. It's like they send out the trumpet. Nothing left here for us. Let's destroy everything else around us. And they swarm and they fly off. Does that sound like human beings at all? What happens in the locust community and the reason they go through this transformation is all of a sudden rather than being cooperative with the environment, which they've been all along, all of a sudden they get a sense that they need to be competitive. In other words, for their own survival, they have to go and destroy or eat whatever they can find, which becomes destructive. Which makes me understand a little bit more why grasshoppers and locusts are mentioned quite a few times in the Bible and why they're often, well, referenced to human beings. Because human beings are both beautiful, amen, just like a grasshopper. Do you know grasshoppers have five eyes, three ears on their belly, and that when they fly, their wings are translucent. And when the sun hits them, it sends out these ultraviolet rays that's supposed to scare predators away. Grasshoppers are beautiful. And locusts are ugly. <laughs> they're end both. When they're participating in the system, when they're working towards a common goal, when they're cooperating within the environment, they're a beautiful creature. But when... They become competitive, they begin devouring everything around them. Human beings created in the image of God are beautiful. Amen. Amazing, extraordinary, tremendously gifted, resilient. We can accomplish things we can't even imagine, right? I mean, we've sent people to the moon, we've we've developed vaccines in under a year. I mean Human beings are brilliant and beautiful. And when we cooperate with everything around us, with the world and the environment and the earth and our neighbors and other countries and other people groups different than ourselves, when we work towards a common goal together, realizing that we are a common humanity, all wrapped up in the beauty of God's creation, all part of that creation together, beautiful things happen. But when we allow the competitive nature to creep in, where the focus becomes all about us and what we can get, that's where the problems lie. We start looking a lot like locusts, don't we? Y'all don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? Uh, Yes, you do. In the early service, 815, somebody raised their hand during the time of questions. They said, we got a bunch of locusts in Washington, D.C. I said, yeah, okay, we're not going there. But yes, 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 yes. But it's not just there. It's right here in our own community, right? When we're not willing to hear each other, when we're not willing to listen to each other, where we've allowed things to divide us, maybe even stories. Last week I talked on the war of myths, right, that all these things spinning around out there that are feeding our heads from outside sources rather than getting to know our neighbor or actually sitting down and having a conversation with somebody and listening deeply to each other. I mean, I think that's the gift that the church has to offer the world, amen, is that this is the one place where despite of all our divisions and differences, we come together as one humanity under the umbrella of God's good creation and should be the place where we can have The deep conversations that matter for the benefit of all God's people and all of God's creation. Because humans, in and of ourselves, right, tend to want to be the most important thing. Anybody want to confess that? Yeah? I'm the only one? (laughs) Everybody at home's raising their hands. I mean, throughout the history of humanity, the problems always come when that level of competition arises because we feel like we're the most important thing. When we become the center of the universe and everything else revolves around us, that's when we get in trouble. And the prophet Isaiah in chapter 40 is reminding us that nothing revolves around us that we are all a part of something that God has done, that God has created, that God has set into motion. We're not above anybody else. We're all a part, and we've been invited to participate and to be involved, and not to get caught up in the competition of being the best or overcoming others, but rather to cooperate, to seek the good for everyone, Because that's what God desires of each and every one of us. So the thing that you should remember as you go from this place today is be a grasshopper. But don't be a locust. Understand where we fit into this creation that God has blessed us with. That none of us are over anyone else or over God's creation, because God is the one who has made it all. We are invited to participate, to join together, to be the better story. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For more information on Cornerstone United Methodist Church, you can visit cornerstonenaples.org or contact the church office through office at cornerstonenaples.org.